Good morning, my name's Tony. I'm speaking to you from Brisbane, Australia. I wanted to share a story with you about the prodigal son. He had some problems and left home. He went and wasted all his money and things did not go well for him. He ended up working for a guy who got him to feed his pigs. So he suddenly gets a brainwave. Hey, I would be far better off back at my father's house. So he went home. His father saw him, hugged him. The young son started to tell him that he was sorry and he apologised, but the father wasn't uh, too interested in that. He was interested in his son being home again because the father did not know whether he was alive or dead. And so this was a great day of celebration. He had found out that his son was alive and it looks like it from the story fit and well. So he organises a party. He tells the servants to get clothes and a ring and shoes and kill a fatted calf. But the older brother is not so happy. The older brother thinks the younger son deserves to be treated in a different fashion. The older son knows about the young son's behaviour, either the story has got out while he was away or the young son has told everyone what he really did when he got home. But he had wasted his money and being with prostitutes, he had just party, party, party. Well, the older brother was not impressed because the whole time he had been home helping his dad run the farm. He had been a very, very good son. The older son had been a good son. And he wasn't about to let this younger son come home and just get away with it. But what he did not understand was that there is a difference between your behaviour and your decision. And the young son made one decision once to come home. And his father realised that that was a life or death decision. If he had not come home, he may have died in the famine or by some other unfortunate, unforeseen event in his life. But his father had him home safe and sound. And boy, was he going to celebrate. He laid on the music, he laid on the food, he invited, obviously, enough people to to create a party atmosphere, but the young, the older brother was angry and the father went out to him and said, look, why are you angry? Everything that I have is yours, but my young son was dead as far as I knew and now he's alive and I'm going to celebrate. Now, right there, please notice the difference between how the father is viewing this circumstance and how the older brother is measuring things. The older brother is measuring things by behaviour and the uh, father is measuring things by a decision. And that's how God works in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, yes, it was all about your behaviour. And if you were badly behaved, then you reaped the results of that. But God 
planted a little uh, story in the Old Testament about his interaction with Abraham. God spoke to Abraham many times over the years that Abraham was waiting to have a son. And God promised him that son again and again. But also God promised Abraham that not only would he have one son, he would have so many children that it would number like the stars. It would be as many as the stars. It was a, a picture uh, that God was forming in Abraham's mind. And one night he called Abraham, got him outside the tent and said, look up at the stars, so shall your children be. And Abraham believed God. And the Bible says it was credited to him as righteousness. In other words, Abraham got that decision right. That was a good time to believe what God was saying to him. And Abraham basically believed the impossible. Now, that's what happens when you and I hear the gospel message. We hear the impossible. We hear that God is um, going to forgive all our sins. That sounds impossible. We hear that God is going to uh, let us into heaven to live with him forever. That sounds out of this world. We hear that God is going to not treat us according to all the terrible things we've done in the past. The gospel sounds like an impossible promise. But as we all know, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, we miraculously get cleaned up. Our sins are forgiven. We suddenly have a relationship with God the Father. We can sense the invisible realm and we feel clean on the inside. We feel forgiven. But then the problem begins. We're a Christian for one year, two years, three years. And we always look back to the time when we got saved. And we, we celebrate that and we and we do. We celebrate the church celebrates it, we celebrate it. But something begins to happen, and that is that you start making and I start making mistakes. Yes, even though we're saved, we still have the potential to sin. Big sins and small sins. You've committed them since you've been saved and I've committed them since I've been saved. So what do we do? Yes, we go to God and we ask forgiveness for those sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He wipes those sins and the feeling of guilt from our conscience by the blood of Jesus. But the devil, yes, I have to mention the devil, is a bit like the older brother. And he comes in and says, all right, you made a salvation decision so many years ago, but look at your behaviour since then. It's terrible. Look at all the sins. Look at all the mistakes. Look at all the people you've upset. And we can't argue against it because we go, it's true. I, I have done all those things and I have made all those mistakes. Now, this is, this is the, the thing I want you to get. This is the real reason I'm doing this video. And that is to split the two things. That is the decision you made and then the behaviour you've 
uh, experienced since that decision. Now, God in the New Testament always refers back to the one decision once, just like the father did with the prodigal son. And the reason God always refers back to that is because when you made your decision to get saved, you made a life or death decision because you were dead in your sins and you were on your way to hell. That's what the Bible says. That's, I didn't make that up. Hell's real. You were on your way to hell. And you made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. And God's life came into you. You were raised up from the dead. You became a son or daughter of the living God. You were born again and adopted, washed clean by the precious blood. And you are completely valuable and priceless to God because he paid for you by the blood of his son. So, yes, we made that decision. And now the devil has come in, like the older brother, and says, well, you, yes, you got saved, but look at you now. You still sin. And we must realise that that is an argument that he uses again and again to get us to feel guilty and ashamed and then we draw back in our Christian life and we stop believing that God is as happy with us today as he was when we first got born again. But I can tell you that the New Testament is built on one scripture that is at its foundation and it says the righteous will live by faith. And that's what happened. You made one right decision and God declared you right with him. And you did it by faith. You didn't see God. You can't prove that heaven's real. You just trusted in the gospel message and you made one right decision. Well, I'm telling you that if God is satisfied with that decision, then today he's still, still calling you as righteous as you were when you were born again. But Satan is calling you a sinner. He's telling you to be condemned. He's telling you to be guilty. But you must stand up to that argument. And this is what you can say. Yes, I am not good enough. And what I have done is not good enough. But Jesus is good enough and he has done enough because he died on the cross for me. And then you can argue this point, that when you made your salvation decision, you can say, I wasn't good enough, but the decision I made was good enough. And that's how God wants you to argue. He wants you to argue on the basis of one good decision once. Don't bother arguing that you're a good person or your behaviour's good or you've gone a long time since you committed all the terrible sins and now you only do little sins. Don't argue on the basis of how you have been behaving. behaving. Argue on the basis of your one decision once. And this is what I want you to do. 
I want you to say the same thing as the father said. I was dead, but now I am alive. And I'm not alive because I behaved. I was dead because I misbehaved, but I'm not alive because I behaved. I'm alive to God because I made one decision once. And that's what I want you to celebrate today and to tear down the arguments of the enemy and refute his lies. This is just like a court case where uh, the lawyer goes before the judge and says, uh, my, uh, my client is innocent and the prosecutor goes before the judge and says, no, he's, he's guilty, he's done all these things. Well, thank goodness God is our judge and he has decided that he's going to judge us based on our decision and approach that we had when we heard the gospel message. And that's how he judges every human at the moment. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? And if you have, God the judge declares you forgiven, innocent, you're not going to pay the price for your sins because the Bible says that Jesus was punished on our behalf. And so God declares, set this person free from their past life and set them free from their sins because they've made a good decision. And the, the, the devil says, yes, but they behaved badly yesterday and they're going to behave badly tomorrow. And God says to him, I rebuke you, Satan. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And that means we declare that we are set free because of the blood. And the blood can only work in your life because you made one decision once. And on the basis of that decision, you are completely changed. You are a son and daughter of the living God. And let me tell you today, if you made the wrong decision and rejected Jesus, you would still be unsaved. And then you would be a sinner. Then you would be guilty. And then you would be condemned. And that's how unsaved people walk around. They are guilty and they are condemned because they haven't responded to the salvation offer of the Lord Jesus Christ. But as Christians, you and I have responded. And it only took one decision. How simple is our salvation? It only needs one decision once. And listen to this mystery. God has designed salvation to be so simple that the simplest person in the world can get to choose. And all they have to say is yes. And think about this. There are the smartest men in the world out there with PhDs, running governments, running companies, but they're so smart that they mock and despise the gospel and say it couldn't be that simple. But yes, Mr. Smarty Pants, it is that simple. And God has made it that simple so it's available for everyone. So the smartest thing you can ever do in your life is to say yes to Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. And the dumbest thing anyone can ever do is reject that message. 
So I want you to agree with me today and say, I'm going to stop arguing with the devil on the basis of my behaviour and I'm going to start arguing on the basis of my decision. And on the basis of your decision, you are clean, accepted with God today and you are right with God. And here's the bonus. If you're right with God, and that means you're righteous with God, then everything in your life should go right. That's right. Everything in your life should go right. And everything that's going wrong needs to go. That's, that's the great message. You should take that into your heart. And you should expect, oh, of course, the whole world understands that bad things happen when a person behaves badly. And good things happen to a person who behaves well. Well, we've got that as a gift because God says, you behaved well. And we say, Father, when did we behave well? You behaved well when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. And now you are right with God. And let me quote Romans 5. God's abundant provision of grace and his gift of righteousness causes us to reign in life. Yes, that's, what, that's right. To reign in life as a king, as a queen, as a victor, as someone who's got it right. You got it right. Congratulations. Now, you may have had a party a long time ago when you got saved, but let's have another party today. And remember the good things that God gave you in an instant. He gave you his love. He gave you forgiveness. He gave you a place in heaven. He gave you authority. And he gave you the ability to get healed, to get blessed, and to get anointed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Peace upon you and peace upon your family and may your circumstances go right. All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And when you believed in Jesus, you loved God. And when you believed in Jesus, you entered into his purpose for your life. The plans God has for you are to prosper you and to do you good. Good health to you and to your loved ones. Blessings on you for the year that's coming in Jesus' name. Bye from Brisbane. Hope you enjoyed this morning. Might see you another time. God bless.